Here's Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. It's time to hunker down. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. Oh, you know what it is? You know what today is? Friday is? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Uh, China? The Chinese military. I feel like... Our um, new management sucks. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I hate our new management. Of, They're slaveholders. Yeah, I know. I was thinking of uh, going with new lockdowns, but the, the, the COVID thing is just so depressing at this point. I feel like Christmas is starting to really uh, show itself. I know, at least in my in my life, we've been talking about it every day. Are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? Are we going to buy this? Are we going to buy that? Are you suggesting that it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas? It's beginning to feel like it, anyway. Oh, and uh, use that. And then what's going to be this year is, um, man. So I was talking to um, my mom last night, uh, and uh, long-time listeners of the show know my family does something called Cousin Christmas, where uh, my kids get together with their cousins and stuff like that, and Grandma and Grandpa, and all the families get together in one spot, and we do that every year, and we usually do it the week after Christmas, and uh, tree Christmas and Christmas Junior and, in my family. Yeah. yeah, and 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 everybody loves it. I mean, it is it is. It is very close to the best part of Christmas. I think it's just slightly below getting up in the morning at home and and, Mm -hmm. and all the presents and stuff like that. And it's not going to happen this year. And we haven't told them yet. I mean, we're um, trying to figure out the possibility of doing it. And then when the various states made their announcements yesterday where you're not supposed to travel at all and nothing's going to be open. And, I, you know, even if you could get there, I'm not sure there's a hotel or a restaurant involved. You know, right. uh, Right. And it's God dang it. You know, we're trying to come up with something to present with them to look forward to when we tell them that. And I'm sure everybody in the country's trying to do that. Because if your kids have been doing Zoom freaking classes, you didn't do Fourth of July this year. You barely did Halloween if you did it at all. Right. You know, your birthday, you didn't have your friends over to your house. Just all the crap that has been canceled. And now to say, oh, yeah, and uh, Christmas, the thing you look forward to more than anything all year long, that's going to pale in comparison to. How about some nice productive yard work? <laughs> it's just it just sucks for the mood of the nation. Yes, it that, does. That right now, a couple of weeks before you're going to make your you, you do all your big stuff, all these states are announcing now nah, everything's going to be closed more than it's ever been closed before. Don't We're travel locking anywhere. it down. Don't go anywhere. Don't do anything. Oh, just I worry about the psyche of this country. Well, the psyche is suffering. There's no doubt. I, we all have to recognize it, though. I think we were talking on the podcast the other day, the One More Thing, pod, the award-winning One More Thing podcast, which is downloadable at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. It's content that hasn't ever been on the air. Uh, we were talking about how when you're in a bad frame of mind, how you can get out of it, because it, to a large extent, you're con- in control of that. And one of the, the main things you have to do is recognize it, describe it to yourself, observe it, understand it, get out outside it, walk around it, and look at it. Poke it a couple of times to see if it moved. And understand, yeah, we're all frustrated. We're bummed. We're 
bored. We've got nothing to look forward to. We feel like we've been cheated. Uh, go, go ahead and recognize that. Let it out. Then what? I don't know. Some good productive yard work, perhaps. I don't know. Of course, it's more galling if you're canceling any cherished Christmas plans and uh, knowing that the people that are giving you these speeches are probably going to do their usual Christmas thing. Oh, they're on their private jet right now headed to Cabo or <laughs> eating at the French Laundry. Right. They're going to get together with their families and friends and travel and do everything. Right. Well, that's because we're a higher life form than you working class types, you see. I'm not beyond ignoring travel orders, for instance, from governors who lie to us and oh, are hypocrites. Not. But if there's nothing, if there's nothing open at the place you get to, there's not much point in traveling, and that seems to be increasingly the uh, situation across the country. Or there's the threat of it. Right. Right. Well, it depends on you and yours and your traditions. So we got together with our little one. And just uh, kind of took walks together and sat around and shot the bull and that sort of thing. But with little kids, that's uh, a little more difficult. Now, kids, some conversation between the uh, uh, the generations. Yeah. yeah doesn't sitting, work so well. Sitting far apart with masks on, we're going to just talk. Right. Yeah, I um, hear you. Anyway, I uh, hope that's Thanks, not... China. I hope that's not happening with your family, where you're having to cancel or alter a bunch of things, but I'll bet you are. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good, but I'm a little disturbed. I uh, was gathering a bunch of China clips this morning, and uh, we really got to keep our eye on that country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. After reading the... I, I was loading in a clip, and then another clip. I thought, this is getting scarier and scarier. The more I put in, you know. Yeah, there's a uh, opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal today from the current director of national intelligence. Is that who it is that wrote it? But anyway, uh, saying, hey, look, people, come on now. Yeah, everybody. Remember the FBI? It was a couple of months ago. They made the announcement. I, I feel like not everybody is uh, waking up to this or cares or believes it's real or, or, or what. Look, the biggest country in the world, every citizen, everything they do is dedicated to overtaking the United States. Right. Everything they do all day long. Well, and in and I understand people's ignorance or blindness to it. It's as if, you know, you're you, you gave birth to a son and he announced right out of the womb, "Dad, I'm going to beat the hell out of you." And then when he's uh, 6 years old, "Dad, I'm going to beat the hell out of you." Then he's 12, he says, "Dad, I'm going to beat the hell out of you." Then he's 17, he says the same thing. Then when he's 23 and says it, look out. Yeah. If you're the guy who says, oh, I've been hearing that my whole life, you're an ignoramus. China now has hair on its chin, it has muscles, it has malign intent, and it is a global superpower. Yeah. Uh, there is positive shot. By the way, I think you ought to get counseling before your child turns 23 <laughs> and actually does whoop your ass. That's just unhealthy. There's a positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. I have uh, many quivers in my, in my uh, in, no, Many arrows in my quiver. There you that's go. the saying. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to uh, you know, kind of empty uh, platitudes exchanged between coworkers, right? Like, uh, how's it going? Oh, another day where the key card still worked, and I just keep on walking. Exactly. You, you are the master of that. Um, uh, so I figured I'd share. Uh, I'd share the my Friday one that I feel like I've been using too much, and I need to. I need to bring it back a little bit. And it's a uh, hey, another Friday showing up just in time, like they always do. That's a good one. Yeah. That's oh, a geez. good one. That made my skin crawl. <laughs> that is a good one right there. <laughs> oh gosh, Sean! That's Friday, so... am I right? <laughs> oh, 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 a simpler version. Yeah. Showing up just in time, like they always do. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> 
Oh, boy. Why does that bother me so much? I don't know. <laughs> and, and and it clearly, it absolutely does not bother most people. And right. It's the opposite. It's like a, a cherished part of the day. Right. Do we have any egg-headed listeners who can explain that to us? I mean, we're misanthropes. That much is clear. But maybe that's all. <laughs> maybe that's all you need to know. Uh, I bet you could go back to Roman times or Egyptian times or whatever, and there were similar <laughs> sorts of conversations going on. Rocks in your sandal, am I right? <laughs> sure. Yeah. And yeah, pyramids ain't going to build themselves anyway. <laughs> yeah, boy. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, December 4th, the year 2020, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right. Let's begin then officially. I see workers saying, another day at the Sphinx and Monday stinks. Hi, hi, high five. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 years ago. All right. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Serious business to get to, and we'll get to it at Mark. Remote learning. The virtual classroom. It's a failure. Hey! Some plain talk. We were having a discussion earlier before the show whether that was Stuart Var- Varney or Jim Varney. <laughs> Which one did the uh, Ernest movies? <laughs> the uh, the sound sheet here with all our clips says Jim Varney. And I said, the know what I mean guy? Know what I mean, Vern guy? Turns Isn't out, he passed? I think everybody with the last name Varney automatically has the first name Jim. <laughs> and I'm a small brain. <laughs> Ernest gives advice on distance learning. <laughs> the name of that movie is not as popular as some of the others. Yeah, yeah, did not do well at the box office. He's right about that, though, Stuart Varney. And I don't know oh, why yeah. more people don't say it out loud. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work. So the it, it, pre- pretending that we're doing something that's an alternative is a lie. It's not an alternative. We've shut schools. It's probably a bad look for us. But once again. Six months before anybody in the media was saying these things, we were saying these things. I mean, there are a number of examples. That's why you must listen. <laughs> we are not media lemmings. How does a uh, mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. But we have to get to clips of the week first. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Got lots to talk about today. I hope you can join us. Uh, we got a text line. It's 415-295-KFTC. Stick around. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. Yahoo Finance with an interesting story out today on uh, people's shopping habits for this Christmas season, our first Christmas ever during a pandemic. Um, uh, how is that going to affect shopping? A lot, and some of oh, the, yeah. some of the the results of this survey are are uh, pretty surprising. So we'll get to that coming up. It's pretty interesting. Mailbag coming up in a moment or two. Careful, Michael. But first. Let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. Like two of my uncles fighting at the barbecue. <laughs> Here it goes. Oh! So, yes, folks, we thaw our turkey in the pool. Yesterday, on Saturday, he slipped and twisted his ankle while playing with his dog, uh, Major. The default position should be to try as best as possible within reason to keep the children in school or to get them back to school. These documents, a rare, clear and open window into what China knew all along, trying to appear in control while a local outbreak turned into a global pandemic. Monolithic is a table, a table, a table, a table, a table. 
it's a bit of magical thinking on everyone's part to think that at any restaurant anywhere, the server keeps a six foot distance from the table where he or she is taking an order. So the servers are not protected from us. This is what you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water, dead fish, a massive stink. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Poor bastard. I hope he survives. <laughs> Can you imagine BTS with even more discipline and training? <laughs> It's going to be a very boring four years. And everybody has to be aware of that. And, and we need to, you know, stay home if you can. Do everything you can to try to, to keep the numbers down. Her alma mater, I am not just reading her Wikipedia off. That would be awful. Okay, I am. <laughs> yeah, the vaccine seems like a winner. Five out of five Russian doctors recommended if they know what's good for them. To be bluntly honest, man, I'm really disappointed in our performance tonight. That was in the top, top tier of cows of all time. Yeah, that was pretty good. Fantastic cow. Positive Sean. Kudos there. You know, that one guy vomited because of the fish. I wanted to vomit because of the politicians giving us lectures about things, knowing they're <laughs> lying to us. And, you know, it's magical thinking to think you can go to a restaurant. And then she immediately goes straight to a restaurant. You should freaking be tossed out of office. Sheila Kuehl, L.A. Council. What a horrible human being. You, you, indeed, you make me want a, a projectile vomit like that poor Aussie politician. Oh, mailbag. <laughs> We have limited time for mailbag today, maybe a little more later, but first your freedom-loving quotes of the day from Marcus Aurelius, the great Roman emperor. These are two quotes, but they're closely tied. Waste, I'm going to turn man into person. Are you all right with that, Jack? I know you're an old school. Oh, boy. I just don't want to be right. distracting. All right. I don't want to be distracting. Gosh. Well, women what are, are humans, too. What, what are your pronouns, Joe? Oh, boy. That's just out of bounds. Marcus Aurelius says, waste no more time arguing what a good person should be. Be one. And then, uh, closely tied, the best revenge is not to be like your enemy. Mm. Uh, similar to uh, the best revenge is living well. Moving along. Uh, let's see. This is from Matt. So the my best in-laws... revenge is slashing their tires in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, that's pretty good revenge. Putting sugar in their gas tank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So my in-laws are sleeping with their wife. That's all right. All right. All right. Marcus Aurelius. All fall short sometimes. Oh, speaking of sleeping with our best friend's wives. Oh, ladies and germs. It's hard to believe that a guy who did that would then be a flaming hypocrite when it came to COVID lockdown. It doesn't fit, does it? Oh, wait, Surprising. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody tries to tell you who they are, believe them. Moving along. Matt says, so my in-laws are from beautiful Fruitland, Idaho. My wife, baby, and I are making a big fajita dinner, and my sister-in-law is bringing a new boyfriend to meet her dad. This guy is immediately cool, polite, pleasant, has good working man stories. Still, dad and I being reserved, you know, because we got to sniff him out. Talking current events, the boyfriend, up to date, shares our views. Wow. Well, either way, about halfway through dinner, he mentions, you know, I listen to the Armstrong and Getty show every morning, and all our guards went down. We talked about the funny names we donated to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station with, and the time you read my email to Marshall on the air, this guy, stand-up guy. 
Thanks for an awesome show, bringing families and friends together during these crazy times. Keep it up, gents. THWGN to hell with Gavin Newsom. That's Matt. Thanks for the note, Matt. That's nice. The, the boyfriend made the grade because he dropped A&G's name. That's pretty funny. Fabulous. Uh, speaking of the horrific, hypocritical, slimy, creepy governor of California, uh, here's a big sign. Alert a, uh, a listener Anita sent it along. It's hanging from a bridge. It's quite big and festive and multicolored. Merry Christmas to everyone except Gavin Newsom. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know what? I think we ought to do an all teachers and schools bonus oh, mailbag coming yeah, up i know I, I i almost interjected after clips of the week that clip from dr fauci we got to get schools open how is this not happening dr fauci's biden just asked fauci to stay on it's going to be his seventh president or something like that that he's worked for and all the other scientists and pediatricians everybody's saying the same thing but the schools are still closed it i don't get it the potus says it for goodness sakes. So, all sorts of so who's stopping it from happening? The all-powerful teachers' unions. Well, why isn't that being called out on a regular basis? Well, because they're on the left and I'm on the left. Signed, everybody in media. I guess. You're not going to call out your allies. It's as simple as that, I think. How much time do we have, Michael? Oh, 15 seconds. There's very little that can be said in 15 seconds, except that we have uh, more bonus mailbag to come. You ever want to email us? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Get yourself a comfortable mask based on something Biden said yesterday, among other things. Also, that shopping uh, study that's pretty interesting. Armstrong and Getty. Show. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever. 100 days. So that's from Joe Biden yesterday. Did an interview with Jake Tapper, and uh, his plan is um, uh, he can't make people do it, but he's going to encourage everybody to wear masks. Everybody in the country, coast to coast, everyone, urban, rural, everywhere, wear a mask for 100 days and see if we can uh, whip this thing. Like consecutively? Am I allowed to take it off the sleeve? <laughs> nope. Um, Keep it uh, on. So um, <clears throat> I think that would work. I think if we had all done that at the very beginning, it might have worked and not had to close anything. I'm not sure. Nobody's sure. No, no. And the uh, anti-mask crowd will start emailing now. But all right. Good fine. luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. Um, I want schools open and businesses open. I'm happy to wear a mask if you can open stuff up and allow people to make a living. And again, I haven't brushed my teeth since COVID began because I have a mask on, mm. and it's really been handy. Because <laughs> people can't see your mouth. Exactly. I got, I got crud on there so thick. And, <laughs> oh, geez. All right, that's disgusting. That I, is. Uh, you know what? It really have, is. You know what, Michael? We have to uh, isolate that poor Australian politician. <laughs> the critical moment of that clip, if you know what I mean. This is what the... you get when you leave the National Party in charge of water, dead fish, a massive stink. Michael, sorry, I'm gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> that poor, poor bastard. <laughs> so coming up, hearing from a bunch of teachers and uh, and students and parents and all that sort of stuff, talking about the school thing, which just enrages me, enrages me. Uh, but Yahoo Finance out with how people feel about holiday shopping this year. I thought this was pretty darn interesting. I mean, like in real life, not just for the radio. <laughs> Um, about two-thirds of shoppers say they plan to do all their holiday shopping online. 
About two-thirds, and mm-hmm. that's, I guess that doesn't surprise me. But, man, that's tough if you're a brick-and-mortar if two-thirds of people are going to do all their holiday shopping online. And more than that, half of shoppers say uh, they don't expect to go to a store for holiday shopping again. Ever. Oh, wait a minute. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm pro-store. I like I get ideas wandering around, but that's just me. 81% of people, four out of five, say that if retailers offer great in-store experiences, they still don't think they'd shop in person. Joe likes just picking up armfuls of clothes, heading to the fitting room, and doing like a montage from a rom-com. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand why you'd do this study, because if you're, if you're brick-and-mortar stores and you're in the entire industry, you'd want to know, are people ever going to come back to these stores? Is there anything we could do to get them to come back? And these numbers would indicate, no, they're not coming back, and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, can, change the experience. Can, can you imagine if you're the vice president in charge of long-term planning for some retailer? I don't know. I just go into the office and drink, throw up my hands and say, I have no idea. Here's some of the stupid ones. About half of shoppers are more concerned about having packages stolen from their doorsteps than catching COVID. I like the completely unrelated uh, nature of the uh, the choices well, uh, there. Yeah. I, how do you compare those two things? I mean... Especially if you're doing all your shopping online, you have, like, how would you catch COVID? So you are participating in activity that leads you more worried about the boxes on your porch. If I'm never ordering anything from from an online retailer, I'm never worried about my boxes getting stolen. I'm more concerned. Catch 22 or something. I'm more concerned my son will fail his social studies test today than I am that I'll get a flat tire on the way home. What am I supposed to do with that information? Pick one. All right. I'm more concerned. <laughs> I'm more worried about getting a mosquito bite than I am about defaulting on my mortgage. One, I mean, because one is uh, <laughs> imminent and the other's nearly impossible. One in five want the term Black Friday changed to something less racial. <laughs> that is so good. It's a color. Oh, it's not a racial thing. You know, uh, it's uh, about being in the black as opposed to in the red, which is a fiction anyway. But one of our one of our alert listeners weighed in. I can't. Where did I put that? He says, "Just call it a Friday of color." <laughs> oh, jeez, that's not helping. No, it's not. Twenty uh, percent of shoppers would rather step on a Lego than deal with holiday crowds. Again, kind of an interesting choice. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I, I don't know. You give that to me. Would you rather step on a Lego or deal with holiday? Ah, oh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> Lego, <laughs> yes, but if it was lemon juice in the eye, no. Well, yeah, what are the other choices? Have a rock in your shoe. No, that's Three not that consecutive bad. paper cuts or a traffic jam. I, mm. What is this, a party game? Or are we all drinking here? Um, uh, This one is kind of uh, more real. One in three shoppers, and I, I can't tell, did Yahoo Finance leave a word out or something of this? One in three shoppers plan to wear a mask even when shopping online. <laughs> what? What is that? Where? Okay. Where are you? Is that true? You... Is that possibly true? Is there anybody listening who wears a mask at home shopping online or knows anybody who would? Well, you're interacting with another person. They might have the COVID. Uh, I, I, are you at are the pe- library borrowing the computer in this scenario? Is there a big crowd of people that wear masks in their own home? I don't know. Maybe there is. Uh, I could see, like, if your 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 husband's a doctor or your uh, your wife is a doctor, they let girls be doctors these days. Um, <laughs> who comes home from the vid ward every day? I suppose yeah. I could picture that. 
Our text line is 415-295-KFTC if you know anybody who wears a mask to shop online from home. But um, And then there's one more. Oh, um, about 90% of parents unsure whether to let their kids sit on Santa's lap this year. As far as I know, there ain't no Santa at the mall. Oh, that, no. that I don't know that the mall is going to be open. And even if it were, I don't think they'd be having a Santa. Yeah, so I don't little, think you're going to get the option. Little youngsters would probably be fine, and, uh, and St. Nick would probably be okay, too, but... There are plenty of moms and dads and, and older siblings going to and fro and waiting in line. That's just not going to happen, is it? But this has got to be the bad news for retailers. Four out of five say that even if they offer great in-store experiences, they still don't think they'd want to shop in person. Hmm, we, I don't feel that at all. Maybe it's because I'm, I'm you know middle-aged and I'm kind of used to the in-person retail experience. But we just we just sped up some things that were inevitable with the with the. Um... The pandemic, right? The the move toward working from home mm-hmm. was going to happen gradually over time anyway. Right. For a whole bunch of different reasons. Um, just got sped up. Same with online shopping. It was all, it was all going that direction anyway. We knew it. That you, know, you wouldn't be able to sustain keeping your brick and mortar open so the, people would shop online. The companies that already had pipelines for direct-to-consumer cutting out the middleman of your traditional retailers, those are the companies that are doing very well in this thing. The, the companies that are trying to play catch-up are the ones that are really struggling. Well, that reminds me, I just came across Oh, a couple of things you should know. Number one, Adolf Hitler just won re-election. What? Uh, stay tuned. Also, uh, I came across this in, uh, it's actually a local story out of Nashville, but they're pointing out that a number of places around the country that have been known as vacation destinations, Lake Tahoe, for instance, uh, Bridgeport, Connecticut, Bend, Oregon, Cape Cod, the Jersey Shore, are seeing a real estate... uh, Oh, oh, my real estate value's increasing! Uh, They're seeing the real estate market skyrocket because people think, you know, if I can work from anywhere, uh, why am I working in this crappy, crappy city with all these crappy humans surrounding me? <laughs> really? Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go somewhere nice. Yeah, it's huh. it's a hell of a trend. Sales are up uh, 80% through the third quarter of the year. Um, I think that's a collection of destinations that they're looking at. Being referred to as Zoom Towns. Zoom Towns, not yeah. Boom Towns. Yep. But something that rhymes, Zoom Towns. Oh yes, you've grasped it nicely there. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is the point. You child. <laughs> so speaking of the childs, uh, the remote school thing is a miserable, miserable failure yeah, and, and completely unnecessary. Mm. We have some news on that. We have some perspectives about teachers and schools and vaccines and all sorts of stuff. China's hell-bent and taken over the world became even more evident this week from a number of fronts. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that. We're going to talk to Mike Lyons next hour. He's uh, our favorite military strategist about some declarations that were made this week that we might not be able to beat China in a variety of military situations, which would be news to a lot of Americans, I think, since we're always used to being the winner. Uh, the, the, the not even really could be challenged winner. Right. At least when it comes to massive land wars. So all of that is on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The longer term, almost existential challenge is going to be uh, China. It just is. Uh, We have to come to grips with that. 
I'm not saying you're going to have a war with China. Uh, I'm saying we want to prevent a war with China. Yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of talk about the power of China and their goals this week. We're going to get into that more next hour with Mike Lyons, military strategist we've been talking to for years. Always a straight shooter. That General yeah. Milley is one of the more no-nonsense-looking people I've ever seen. <laughs> 20th chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff there, Mark Milley, and indeed military analyst Mike Lyons coming up in a couple of minutes. Stay tuned for that. Sure to be stimulating. So a lot of people hear the A&G show, this here thing, live in the morning, and we've long believed that uh, bringing you misery and death and murder and, and child abuse is just that's no way to craft the show. Uh, we'd rather, you know, uplift than, than depress you. Uh, having said that, within half an hour of the Radio Ranch, uh, a couple of kids have committed suicide in the last couple of days um, at home, so-called distance learning, isolated, depressed. Uh, and it's it's horrible. It's practically unthinkable. Uh, having said that, we were talking about who would get the vaccine uh, first. And I think we must have expressed some sort of sympathy to the idea that yeah. uh, teachers should get it Absolutely. just so we could get the schools open and running 100%. That seems obvious to me. I'm surprised I haven't heard it more. The governor of Arizona, the governors get to make the decision. And the governor of Arizona said, yeah, we're going to do teachers first. I say you jab all the teachers. You give them the shot. Say, now, go do your job. You got no choice now. Your excuse is gone. Well, yeah, that's uh, and I still agree. But we got a couple of notes like this one from E. Uh, been listening since the first episode of the show. Wow, thank you. Patient woman. I love you guys, but I'm spitting nails that you think the teachers who never lost a paycheck and haven't been at risk should be on the short list for vaccinations. My husband works in four different states. The grocery workers in their 60s have worked this entire time mm. without getting extra unemployment. The restaurant owner across the street who was one of our state's earliest COVID fatalities run on sentence. Sorry. I know parents need kids back in school, but the actual essential workers who showed up every day should get it first. Uh, teachers can wait. Come on. Wait. Come on, man. Little OJ there. Oh, let's see. And then this, uh, the uh, always uh, interesting Kevin from Placerville. On the topic, uh, I'd like to offer a contrarian position. The teacher shouldn't get it first, they should get it last. If the main purpose of prioritizing the vaccine is to save the most lives the soonest, giving it to teachers early is a waste. The vast majority of teachers are not in high-risk groups. Teachers tend to be younger, puts them at less risk compared with many other workers. Furthermore, Schools have been shown again and again in studies all year to be one of the safest workplaces and have not been shown to be a significant vector of spread. In fact, based on surveys, teachers working in in-class, uh, in-person classes have about the same rate of in incidence of COVID-19 as teachers doing remote learning, basically being teachers. Oh, yeah. I saw that uh, study. Are catching it from the community, not from the kids they teach. Yeah, I saw that study. It's that you have the same number of cases among children in your community, whether they're in the classroom or not, because you're get, not getting it from the school. You're getting it from life. And then here's the key, the key stuff. Brings us another reason uh, given for prioritizing teachers to take away this excuse for why we can't get the kids back in school. And it is just an excuse. We've seen that happening. All sorts of private schools, various states are running schools and they're fine. Uh, this isn't a scientific problem to be solved with a vaccine. It's a political problem to be solved by bold leaders mm. like Ronald DeSantis in Florida. Schools can and should be open now and acquiesce to the teachers and their unions would create a terrible moral hazard that will haunt us in the future. Please do not reward cowardly teachers, unions and districts for what they've done to our children this year. The lack of political pressure on uh, schools to open is tr so troubling to me. Yeah, it's uh, and it's especially surprising given the fact that children and poor children, children of color are normally a go to constituency for the liberal media. 
I mean, they'll bang that drum whether it's legit or not. And here it is incredibly legit. But the watchdogs of the media, with very few exceptions, are just silent. They're just they're, they're pretending it's not going on. Uh, Hannah D- D- Jones, what's her face? The 1619 Project lady from the uh, from the New York Times actually wrote a piece saying you got to get the kids back in schools. But th- there was no echo chamber. Is it the number of journalists who don't have kids? Is that it? I think that's part of it. As we've discussed before, your average journalist now is a 24-year-old making no money, no life experience. Just reprints the uh, the press release they're handed. They don't they don't know how to question authority or why. Um, and and you, then you have union sympathy and the fact that the teachers' unions always vote Democrat, and the fact that Trump said open the schools. Mm. And you've got a substantial part of the media that if Trump told them to inhale and exhale, they would stop breathing until they were dead. (laughs) Knee-jerk, idiotic Trump derangement syndrome. So it's frustrating. You know, uh, for people of a similar ideological bent to us, it's just so frustrating that in, in many, many cases, you need the media to help to to really get a heavy lift done. And they just don't come through. Warner Brothers announced yesterday that the movie studio will simultaneously release all 17 of its 2021 films in theaters and online streaming at the same time, which has made movie theaters very, very angry. Speaking of things that have gotten sped up by the pandemic, that was inevitable, but was going to happen slowly over time. This is a force to happen really fast. We watched a couple of brand new movies over the Thanksgiving break, I think two. Actually, it turned out to be three brand new movies. Mm. I didn't even know they were new as my kids were watching. They just showed up on streaming. So That's where is, they came out. Is this a publicity stunt or an experiment or both? I think it's recognizing reality is what it is. Yeah, yeah, just trying to leap ahead a few years in the evolution of the thing. In this headline, AMC, the biggest movie chain in the world, is furious about Warner Brothers' uh, streaming plan. They appear to have been blindsided by the studio's seismic shift in how its movies will be released. When you get blindsided like that, I've had this happen in my old life, the the lesson you should take is not just what you're mad about. It's that you clearly don't matter. (laughs) That's the lesson you need to take away. Mm. They made this decision without me. Ouchie. They They don't care what my opinion is. That's where I rank in this thing. Coming up, Adolf Hitler has won an election in Africa. Also, oh, you know what? What? I left left this out. Stay tuned. Uh, Melissa P. wrote on the subject of schools and stuff. uh, When it comes to opening the schools, sending back kids back to in-person learning, the thing left out of the conversation is always the fact that they aren't actually being taught in person. Mm -hmm. They're dropped off at school to sit in a classroom staring at a computer screen while their teachers are teaching from somewhere else. Mm. How is that being is better than being at home? Well, the parents can work if the parents have to work, for one thing, and, and they're with their peers. That's how it yeah. but it's still, I will, why I, the hell is that happening? My son did that for a while. They did that for a couple of weeks before they got the teacher in the classroom. It was to get around some stupid, and I mean freaking stupid, makes me so GD mad, um, a county guideline, just made up crap to appease I don't know who. But anyway, they did that for a while, and it was significantly better than being at home on the computer. Significantly better. When are the teacher funerals going to be held? Have you heard? My kid's in the classroom, but I'm still so mad that this is going on. It just, it just, it, oh. I, I think the only pressure that exists is we, we, we need to, you know, somehow 
come together with our anger and, you know, march in the streets or whatever. You got to put right. pressure on these people. And and every time you see in an election, I would show like, up for a march for this. This is one thing I would actually show up and march about. There will be other human beings there. You understand that, right? I'm aware. OK, uh, one thing you need to remember, take this away from the discussion when it comes to election time and you're seeing all those ads on the TV or on the radio or whatever. And they're talking about teachers and firefighters and cops. That's not about teachers. It's about the teachers union. It's not about firefighters. It's their union, etc. Love teachers, love most cops and firefighters. Good folks. The unions, though, are out of control. Too much power, too much money, because they always deliver the vote. And so uh, politicians kowtow to them and just trample the hell out of the interests of the taxpayers. Just if you take nothing else away from this, take that away. Uh, you can love teachers and despise their unions. One of the main, main headlines out today, the pace of hiring in the U.S. slowed considerably in November with 245,000 jobs created. That's seen by the people that follow this sort of thing as bad news. I suppose that's not surprising as the COVID has gotten worse. I, I'm curious how November's tend to go. Uh, just, you know, how seasonal factors affect it as well. Because I don't trust the media. They're just into clickbait and whatever sounds the worst and scariest. Well, the Wall but... Street Journal said it signaled a sharp slowdown in the labor market recovery. And they're usually... Okay. All right. Fair enough. Pretty even-handed on those things. Um, so we got a lot on the way. I hope you can stay here. Uh, it's going to be a good show today. It's Friday. We're going to have fun. I promise. Armstrong and Getty.